Later in life, when I discovered such an addiction to adventure was not normal behavior, I sometimes wondered what was wrong with me. But then I met Peter, and as luck would have it, he adored my wild side. Life was never boring after that. He had no idea, nor had I, how far our adventures would take us. And now I wondered if I might be over my head this time around. What about this South Pacific expedition idea of mine? How did that come about? I wondered. I don't even surf. I hate exposing my body to roiling waters. As soon as my twinkle toes hit surf waters, I was instantly thrown back on top of the beach with a mouthful of sand and half my bikini missing. Besides, I was terrified of sharks. When a predator approached us on our family free dives, I scampered up Peter's back faster than a squirrel up a tree, sinking us both. But I could tell he was laughing when Bubbles rushed from his snorkel to the surface, looking like the spin-off froth from a turboprop. If I could not see what was eating me for dinner, I was not going swimming. I wanted our sons to engage in life from outside themselves by experiencing the world. I wanted them to learn the ways of those whom we visited, so they brought those impressions home, further enhancing cultural understandings. Call me naive, but wars would not be initiated if more of our countrymen traveled to foreign lands and stayed a while. Peter wanted to be foreign, where blue sky and turquoise blue waters greeted him every morning. Philosophical considerations just got in the way and wasted time, according to Peter. You think too hard, he said one day. Let's just go. Forget why. South Pacific Expedition was an experience dedicated to the boys. I was along for the ride. But it held great promise of guaranteed adventure. The best part... We were en route for a rendezvous with lions and elephants before taking delivery of our boat in South Africa. Despite the buzz of excitement, events were unfolding a little too fast for me. I felt short of breath. I talked big, but I carried a wimpy stick at times. And right now, my nerves were on overdrive. It was Martha's fault. She was from Cape Town and now lived in the Caribbean. Over coffee one morning, she got me rattled. Keep your windows and doors locked at stoplights. Never, ever go outside at night. Do not answer your hotel door at night unless you know the person. Never pick up hitchhikers. Never take the train alone. Never even travel alone, she said. Blah, blah, blah. True, South Africa had one of the highest crime rates in the world. You could die there, Martha said. Thanks, just what I needed to hear, I said, speaking facetiously. I doubted she caught my glib comment. But I wondered how I could keep our kids safe on this South Pacific expedition. They didn't even listen to me under normal circumstances. On top of it all, Sam and Gary, both brothers and friends of our sons, were joining us for part of the way. I wondered if they would follow my marching orders in times of chaos or danger. Teenagers had a mind of their own. They expressed their intentions, yelled out rather, 
openly and without regard. I liked Sam, but he requires the personal space of a barn, which worried me. I first became undone at the Atlanta airport terminal when queuing to collect our tickets to Jayborg.